Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. Jason, give the people what they want. Who are you? What do you do? And we'll go from there. Sure. So my name is Jason Bach. I am a developer advocate at Rocket Mortgage. I've been there now for just over a year and a half. I think my start date was June 12th of 20. 20 yeah. the years run together it's been well, like from 2019 till now it's just a blur yeah I, that's what i was about to just say it's like man the past couple of years you know for some odd reason has been really uh you know kind of a blur yeah um but yeah so i've been there for just over a year and a half um i've been a software developer you know in, in many different roles and ways for about 25 years now um and most of that actually until I started working at Rocket Mortgage was working at consulting companies. And that was my mindset for about 23 years until I joined Rocket. So it's a little bit about just, you know, just the background in terms of my career. I also do a lot of speaking and writing and presenting, you know, streaming um, for, for Rocket Mortgage. We, we have our stream now on Twitch. Um, yes. I've written some books in the past and a bunch of articles, all that stuff. So that's like the I short nutshell of who I am. I love it. So Chris chimes in. He goes, 2020. Yeah, so, yeah, Chris, we can always count on you. Elliot, yes, the last show of the year. So I appreciate y'all for hanging out. Pia, good morning from Vegas. Usman, Craig from Charleston, my favorite city, I think, period. But don't tell Nashville that. Keo, what's going on? Good morning. Um, all right, so Jason, let's dive in, man. So Jason and I were chatting off air, and I always hang out with my guests like 10, 15 minutes beforehand, try to get an idea of what they want to talk about, meet them, hang out. So Jason, the one thing I want to dive into first, because I'm fascinated with is Jason was a career consultant <laughs> for 23 years. And I was like, nah, I'm going to go full time now. So first off, I, 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 we've talked about consulting a little bit this week. So if you're kind of rolling your eyes, like, great, here's another consulting talk. We're going to touch on a high level because we got a lot of other topics to, to touch on. But Jason, what are just some things like if people want to get started in consulting, just to think about, and I know this is a kind of a spur, we didn't, I didn't ask you, I was going to ask you this, but like, what are just some general thoughts there? So, yeah, I mean, I did 23 years of consulting um, at four different companies. Most of that 20 years was with a company called Magenic, which they no longer exist. They got bought by Cognizant. Okay. Um, they, they got bought after I left. There's no correlation there. But so, <laughs> so I had this mindset for a very long time in terms of how you approach your job and your career from that, you know, that, that particular view. Yeah. And you know, just because I left and I, and I went to Rocket, you know, I, that was the right decision. I, I think it was the, the right thing to do for my life. You know, but I don't regret either all that experience from being a consultant for that long of a time. 
there's there, to me there's definitely some advantages to it. You get to now, and to be clear, when I was a consultant, I wasn't an independent contractor, so I didn't. That's good to know. So so break that yeah. down real quick because again, I want to try to educate people. I think a lot of people are sitting on the sidelines that maybe want to do contracting or contract to hire or freelance, but they just don't know the difference. So break that down. Yeah. So the companies I worked for they were not like contract for hire or they wouldn't try to place you per se. It was, it, they were consulting firms that would go out and work with other companies, other clients to, you know, to, to get these gigs, get these opportunities to work on projects and stuff like that. And then we would fill those roles in those positions. So I was never like interviewing for jobs per se for a right. long time. Um, I would just be working full time through those companies. And I do know some friends of mine that are independent contractors, you know, they, they go out, they, they do all the stuff themselves, you know, and it's just, it's really what you're looking for. You know, for, from my perspective, it was nice to work for a company that they still provided the 401k and the health insurance and all that other stuff. And if you're an independent, you know, one thing is you tend to get all it. that income coming to yourself, but then you got to do your own taxes. You got to find your own insurance, you know, so it's kind of like, well, what, what, what's important to you? And I think that's something I'm going to mention probably a couple times in this stream is yeah. you know, what, what is important for your career, but either way, to, you know, from, from a consulting perspective, I'd say some of the advantage are you, you get a lot more opportunity a lot work in more verticals and get a diversity of views in terms of like how other companies work, what their cultures right. are, what they do, what they do well or what they don't do well. So I, you know, if I think back, like of all the companies that I did actually consult at, I, I can't even probably come up with the list. It's been so many over the years, you know, from, from really, really small shops to these massive, right. huge companies. Um, some of the disadvantages are, you know, you're, you're not necessarily owning what you build or what you do. And you also sometimes have to, you know, deal with those corporate cultures, you know, over and over and over again and adjusting on the fly. And, and that can be kind of draining at times too. So just like anything else, I think there's, there, there's things you have to weigh on both sides. So, so, so if you were to break it down and I, I'm going to, I'm going to say my thoughts and I want you to, to definitely disagree if I'm off. Right. So for me, freelancing is the wild west, right? Like, like if you're like, you know what, I want to travel the world. I want to, I, I want to set completely my own schedule. I want to be, you know, maybe you're single. Now, I know a lot of like married with kids, like like mm -hmm. that that freelance. But like if you're just like, it's just me, I don't have to worry about anybody else, then freelancing could be an opportunity for you, right? Now, again, like Jason said, like you got to do your own taxes, right? Be careful with that. And because uh, you'll get, just be careful. And so like, yeah, be very careful. So like all that being said, like that's freelance. Contracting with like a recruiting company, right? Like a VACO or like your company that you work for for 20 years, that's a really good, in my opinion, middle ground where I think if you want, you don't want to stick on one company, one project for a long time and you want to bounce around and have different exposure and experiences of industries and tech, but you don't want it to be the wild west. I feel like contracting is a great opportunity. And then there's direct hire, which obviously we'll get into there. So I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, it, is that relatively yeah, Generally, I mean, again, for just is just my experience. I mean, if you talk to other people sure. and what they've done, they might have their own view on it. But I'd say generally, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, the, the the freelance independent thing is you you just have to make sure that you're you know you're you're really willing to to sell yourself in terms yeah. of you know how do I get that next gig if right. something's 
not coming up what's the next thing in the pipeline you know it it also has some risk involved there because maybe the client you're working for suddenly had a downturn and they're like yeah you're done today nothing yeah. hits you you're about you're done bye yeah now what do you do your income has literally just been cut off so you have to make sure that a lot of the independents that i've talked to there's like you got to have that buffer there yeah you know just to make sure you know and that's a good thing to do in life in general but I think especially when you're an independent consulting, you know, you have to make sure that you are always thinking about what's the next thing and what's going to happen if the current thing is no longer the thing. Yeah. You know, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Want to give a few more shouts. We got a few more people trickling in. Yolanda, good morning. Alan, it's good to see you, my friend. Hopefully you're doing well. Um, obviously, yes. Like Chris said, shameless plug. Listen, everybody on here, go follow the Rocket DevRel team. I mean, here's the deal, right? Like I've been able to meet a lot of amazing people on conferences. And I will tell you this, and 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 I'm not being sponsored by Rocket to say this. I'll back that up. You're not. So. I'm not. I will tell you this. Y'all have one of the most, and we're going to dive into this with culture. Y'all have some of the best people I've ever met in tech. I mean, the kindest, the most caring people who wanted to foster the, com the tech community and have real conversations and be open. Like, shout out to, to, to the Rocket DevRel group. Um, and, and Jason and, and Chris and just all those folks. I mean, you guys are crushing it. Um, uh, what's going on? Uh, it's good to see you, Brian, Chris, Alicia. Yes, Rainy. Alicia, it was good to see you last night. I met uh, – so shout out. I, I met Alicia. So Alicia and I met virtually in 2020. We have never met in person. We both live in Nashville, and we finally met last night in person. Alicia, it was great to see you. LinkedIn user, good morning from Nigeria. I love it. And Chris goes, I will – back that up hey guys all right i get it i get it i get it i get it all right so let's so let's dive into kind of the next topic and and the importance of networking um and especially as an introvert right so everybody on this call i'm an introvert like i said i mean i am like i've worked out this morning cold shower coffee like i'm just jacked up right now but i will tell you this if you saw me last night at 7 p.m i was tired and so networking wears me out Jason, let's talk about that. How do you network as an introvert and not feel fake? Yeah, because that's exactly what we were talking about. That's that's yep. what I, um, if, if I bring it to a, like a non, a place that isn't involved with like professional work and and, and the job and the career, you know, I, I'm married to somebody, been married for 24 years. Yay. Shout out to Liz. Congrats, man. Uh, Congrats. <laughs> and, I'm five years in. I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Her, her family, like my family was smaller, um, a little bit more quieter. She's one of six siblings and I don't know how many like cousins, nieces, nephews, grandkids, great grandkids, big family. Huge. Yeah. And the first time I went to visit like her family at a, at a holiday get together, I had to like find a separate room after a while. It was <laughs> Jason. I go to the bathroom. That's what I do. I just like, just sit just, down like, and hang out. And, and, you know, people that have this this extroverted mentality is like I, I would hear sometimes from her parents. Great people, by the way. I'm, I'm not cutting him down. He's so quiet. Yeah, you're about to go into Christmas. You better say that. I mean, even well, if you're not, like yeah. you gotta say that on air. <laughs> they know this. We've talked about this, but it was kind of like he's a good guy, but he's quiet. He's so quiet. And I think the thing with extrovert and introvert is introverts will love they they will talk your ear off if it's a topic that's of interest to them. Correct. I think that's the one, you know, where I see my father-in-law, he will just go out. Like if we, we were to go to, to lunch or something, we, we'd be visiting with him. It's like, he'll talk to anybody. 
And I just can't do that. To him, that's genuine. That's something that's just, he. that's the way he is. I'm not. I can't just go up to somebody and talk about things or if they start going onto a topic that doesn't really interest me, it's really hard to, it feels hey, fake hey. to me to show interest, yeah. you know? And so when I'm at a conference or I'm sitting at a lunch table or, or whatever the case may be, it it's harder for me just to kind of go, hey, who are you? I feel like I start having that salesperson mentality. Hey, yeah. how are you? What can I talk to you about? Yeah, exactly. You know, Shooter McGavin or whatever. Whoever's going to listen to the podcast afterwards, they're going to be like, what is Taylor wearing? It sounds like he's like in a windbreaker. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I was going to give you, well, I'll give you a little grief because I live in Minnesota and I'm like, you know, you want to talk about cold. That's that's cold right so now. So I talked to somebody from Minnesota literally last night. He was a recruiter and he's trying to figure out kind of what I'm doing. And he's from Minneapolis, Minnesota as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, hey, and everybody, we're getting comments right now. If you're an introvert, I want to hear from you. Um, and, and also, too, if you have thoughts or have questions for Jason on how to network as an introvert, um, definitely, uh, definitely throw it up. <laughs> Keo goes, I find the dog. Um, Chris goes, that's such an important point as an introvert. I have three rules for hectic gatherings. Chris, please post those. Cause I want to, yeah. uh, pin those Pia, um, obviously props. Um, he's so quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Brian goes being at least somewhat introverted networking online has definitely helped, especially having a baseline of who they are. Yeah. So again, I mean, Brian and I talked about peg leg porkers, a barbecue place here in Nashville and, and, and Brian, our messaging, and Brian was like, have you ever been to Peg Lake Pork Road? And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's like the best macaroni and cheese ever. And right. Actually, and Chris DeMars has been to Peg Lake Pork Road with me. So, uh, again, that's that's incredibly important. Um, Chris goes, take breaks. I can mm-hmm. leave if I need to. I'm just trying to make one friend tonight. Ooh, I love that, yeah. Jason. So let's keep going on how to network as an introvert. Yeah, I, I do agree with Chris. Um, Chris Scott, not DeMars. Not that I don't agree with DeMars. But I always agree with Chris. Also. That's showing up right now. Um, that, yeah, it's – you know, for introverts, I think that's the thing is you people that have that kind of like salesperson mentality. And I use that because my dad was a salesperson for many, many years. And I met a lot of salespeople as I was growing up. And they, you know, when I did that kind of thing, that's the mentality that I see. And it doesn't feel genuine to me and it doesn't feel real. And it's this, I got to meet 50 different people and I have to have all these contacts. But I think Chris Scott did really nail it in that. Maybe it's just one or two that you meet at a conference. And to that point, I will bring this up. There was one time that I was at a conference and this is still back in my consulting days. And I was talking to somebody at the table. We just started to talk tech and everything else. And he had kind of a a subversive reason to it in a positive way because he wanted to get a little bit of feel for the company I was working for. And more like, hey, we need, we have some needs. We have some things that we need to get done and we're looking for people to partner with, you know, and, you know, who can I talk to you? Now, I'm not the salesperson. But I said, I can get you in touch with the people to start that conversation. That ended up being a huge gig for us. Just this one little half hour conversation at a table That's wasn't awesome. anything, you know, that big of a deal at the time. But just because we made that connection, that ended up leading to a lot of business. So, you know, that's the other thing, too, is you never know, especially depending upon what you want to do in your career, where these things can lead. But like like you said, it does, you don't have to be like at a at a conference and like sit down for lunch and try to talk to eight people there at the table and then quick move to another one and talk to them. You know, because because I'll tell you this, most people at the table don't want to talk to you. Well, that's the thing, too. Yes, exactly. Right? They're also, you know, they got their phones here and they're just like sometimes just doing this. Please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. And <laughs> exactly. Actually, yeah. And I've I've actually I've actually unlocked that early because so as a recruiter early on, I was like, man, I got to talk to everybody. 
right? Gosh, God, I got to talk to all the people. Um, also, by the way, I'm going to finish this thought. If you guys have any great icebreaker questions for the holidays with family, let's go ahead and throw it up here. Let's make this kind of a holiday Christmas thing. If you have any questions you love to ask family members or just networking questions, throw them up. I would love if you would share those here. Um, but I also realized like early on, I was like trying to talk to all these developers and they're like, listen, like I tell most recruiters, just go to user groups and just shut up and just sit there. Like yeah. actually do the opposite, not talk. Yeah. Because go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say though, I think this is one thing we talked about with networking beforehand and the importance of it, even if you're introverted, even if it's something that is outside of your comfort zone, um, building those relationships even if they're one or two or whatever, per, you know, at a conference or whatever, that can be gold. Um, leading into how I got to Rocket, I was at a conference, like it was the last one before COVID, like said, nope to everything. And I ran into somebody that I've known for many years, Ted Neward. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm interviewing Ted like I've never met Ted, okay. but I got hooked up with Ted. So I'm interviewing him next month. And. I met him like 15 years ago at some language conference at Microsoft and it, which was awesome as a techie. I was like, I learned so much there. And that's when I first met Ted and truth be told, when I first met him, I'm like, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was my first impression. And if you're watching, we can break this down. We can break down this meeting when, when you and I hang out in January. Yeah. Um, but the more, I mean, I would just get to know him more and more at conferences and just, you know, we kept that relationship going, that thread going. And, and as I got to know him better, you know, it, it, I got, okay, now I get more things. So the point is I got to know him, build this relationship. We we're at this conference and he was just like, Hey, how are things going? And I, you know, long story short, I said, um, uh, you know, he saw my reaction and he's like, Oh, what's going on? And then right. I gave him a little bit more of an insight and he said, do you have time to talk? And we ended up going off into a corner and we talked for about an hour and he talked, and then that's when he was talking about some of the opportunities that were at, at that time, Quicken Loans, which is now Rocket Mortgage. Right. And so again, a relationship that started 15 years ago, and it's not like Ted and I talk every day, you know, that's right. not it, but it's that that led to an opportunity to where I am now. I love that. I love that. So if, again, if you have icebreaker questions for the holidays, um, throw them up because I, I'm going to go hang out with my wife's family in Kentucky and I need them. So go ahead and throw them up. Um, yeah. So Chris goes, uh, going back up here, I, I, I giggle at this. He goes, uh, he's so quiet. Yeah, no offense. You're wearing me out, bro. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? I also didn't realize we'd go off the rails about introverts in the holidays, but here we are. Um, so let's see here. Uh, Miriam goes, if, if we're ever at a networking event together, come find me. I'll network for both of us. I love that so much. Miriam, uh, I love that. I love that a lot. Um, Chris goes, what, what's your favorite thing about your job? Oh, I love that. Not what do you do? What is your favorite thing about your job? I love that. Um, Pia goes, I simply don't have the bandwidth to set a goal to connect with 50 plus people at an event. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, you know, I, going what Pia said and, and, and kind of what Jason and I have been talking about, I really had to change my strategy going to conferences. I used to get really overwhelmed. When I started speaking at conferences back in 2018, I, I, I was like, I got to meet everybody. I got to meet all the speakers. I got to shake all their hands. And it's like, man, like shit's exhausting. And so, it is. Yeah. And, and so for me, my strategy now is, is I really circle about five names that I really want to meet. Um, and usually, it, it definitely the people I don't know. And my goal is just to find them in the crowd. Like the, my goal, like I'm like a heat-seeking missile. Right. Like my goal is I'm going to come to you. I'm going to hang out. Now you could be like, Taylor, I feel like that's fake. 
No, it's, I mean, I can see that, but also too, like, I also want to meet people. I truly do, but I just can't meet everybody. So I got, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, what else? <laughs> Alicia, what is this? Uh, you asked for icebreakers. I need to share something that warmed my heart last night. My wife told me, uh, how last night while I was chilling with Taylor, that she had one of those icebreaker question packs. And she asked my six-year-old girl, uh, who challenges and helps you be better? I love that. Oh, and that's, that's easy. Daddy. That's daddy. I love that. I love that, Alicia. <laughs> um, so, uh, and, and again, y'all keep commenting, but I'm going to continue on. Um, so this won't become a holiday family um, event session. Um, so, let's, so let's go into uh, culture, right? So we got last nine, 10 minutes before we wrap up. Um, so you've been a, you were a consultant for 23 years. You made the jump to Rocket. Talk about culture and how important it is. And really right now, just with COVID and the job market, I mean, can, can you shed some light on that? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad we're going to be talking about this because I think it's definitely an important thing, especially as you're look, if you're looking to go to a different place. You know, the, the thing I have in my mind is what is that equation for you? Like there's all these different variables to look for at a place that where you're going to be being employed at. Yep. And sometimes I think people look at one variable, which is salary. Which is that's important. It. Don't get me wrong. That's important. But how much is that way for uh, like insurance and 401k and time off and, and, and a lot of things, including culture, you know, right. and what that is to everybody is different, but you, you want to make sure you know what that is to the best of your ability because it matters. And one thing before I joined Rocket is, you know, I was at a company for 20 years and I was there for that long because I enjoyed it. I liked it. At some point, you know, things just started to change a little bit. If there's one thing, though, that I felt we struggled with was that notion of culture. There were people that I would meet that came into that company and would say to me, the first day I got on the, on the job, I, was, I got into the office and I was told, here's your laptop. Here's the address of where you're going to be consulting at Go. How do you get to know what the company is really like in that case? You know, it, it was it's it's hard to foster a culture that way. And when I joined Rocket, I got kind of a hint of, you know, people that work at Rocket know all about the isms. Or if you've talked to people that work about at Rocket, you'll hear the word isms. I love it. And yeah. And I didn't know what the hell these things were. You know, yeah. I, I got a little bit of a hint of it, but I didn't really understand how pervasive the culture was at Rocket until I joined. You know, you got this book, which is up on my shelf right there. You know, this isms book that talks about all these things that are related to the culture of the company. And you have what's called an isms day. You literally get four hours of training on this. And the reason is, is because it's important. It's really important to the company for people to understand what are the goals? What are the mindset that we want people to have? How do we want people to interact? And one of them that I'll point out specifically that I think speaks so much to me is we are the they. And the reason why is because for so many years I had, we are the consulting company, they are the client. I've had to completely try to rewire my brain for the last year and a half to not have that mentality. Because at the end of the day, it's this no, it's not you are in this this team and they are over here and they do this and they do that. At the end of the day, we are all that. And that may, that. you know, that may, to some people, that may sound a little cliche, but that out of all the isms that we have, that is the one that I think, you know, I, I, I don't have it physically on my desk here, but that's the one I have on my mind all the time because I have to break that 
Yeah. And I, you know, I have to break that. It, it is separate because it isn't, you know, so you get this, you know, you, you, you get this training, you get this book and, and it's one of those things that you really want people here at rocket to have that mentality. And I love it because it was, it was a positive thing in a, a surprising thing in a positive way. And I'm glad that the company has that, you know, kind of culture. And it's, that's the thing I want to tell people if they're going to their job search or if they're looking because they're not happy with where they're at and they want to look somewhere else, you know, yay, I, I like Rocket. That's something I would say to people, you know, look and see what we have. Right. But in general, I'd say wherever you end up, make sure, you know, to the, to the best that you can, what is it like to work here? You know, how do you interact with people? What, what kind of, you know, personas are you, do you want, you want to see from here? However, you can kind of tease that out from the people that you're talking to, that that to me is really important, you know, out of, of other things as well, but culture at a company, because if it doesn't work, that's happened to me in the, in the past, I sure. did work somewhere for six months. Sure. And that was such a clash and I was fired. So <laughs> it happened and that was a hard lesson to learn. But, you know, if you don't have the same principles, the same ideas, the same views on things, or at least similar to some degree, it can definitely clash and you want to try to avoid that. So How do you think this question popped in my head and then we'll wrap up on this question and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of leave last little bit of nuggets um, sure. before we wrap up. How do you think a, a person can best vet out culture before they start? Ask, yeah. ask how important, you know, ask how important it is when you are interviewing. And I think it's not just about culture. It's also just the company itself. So many, you know, and again, I'm, we talked about this a little bit. We won't get into this too much, but you know, I'm old. You can tell <laughs> I've been around a while and you know, the, the interview process has, has been traditionally so much like we are interviewing these people that are coming in. Yeah. And I'm finding out more and more in recent history. It's like, it has to be a two way street. Has to. You can't, a company can't just expect to grill somebody for, you know, hours on end and, you know, them just to say, well, yes or no. You know, they also need to interview you as a company because they may go, wow, this, this is not going to work. And they'd rather know sooner rather than later. You know, they want to yep. get, a, they really want to understand what the company is like. So that that's the thing I would encourage people is make sure that you are getting time. And, and I, I, you know, I think this is becoming true for people that are doing interviews at companies that say, make sure you leave time. We yeah. do that here at Rocket. We make sure that people that are getting interviewed, you get time to ask questions. But don't even leave that just to be like 15 minutes at the end. Just consider to say, make it like 30 and 30. Yeah. And ask you, I'm going to talk to you for 30 minutes to ask you questions. You are now going to get 30 minutes to ask me questions, you know, and, and find out as much as you can from me about what it's like to work here. And it's okay to ask for another interview too. Yes. It's okay. Yep. It is. I mean, listen. And in some ways that might, you know, I think that might have actually come across as a good thing. It's like I that person is really interested in understanding who we are. I think so too. All right, Jason, I know you got a meeting in two minutes and so do I. <laughs> Last nugget of wisdom you want to leave for the people to head into 2022. I would say, again, it, I'll reemphasize the point I made before about if you are looking to go somewhere else. If you're, if you're not happy with where you at, you know, I it, call it a phil philosophy, but I also think it's just radically true is that we only have one life and you want to, and I don't say that in a depressing way. I say, you know, 
keep that in mind because you want to make the most of it. You want to make the best of it. And you yep. want to have that being as, as enjoyable as a life as possible. You don't want to be stuck somewhere where you absolutely hate it. You know, so right. if you're in that place, try to, you know, start looking around, do the networking thing, find, you know, find opportunities if at all possible. And when you are looking, when I said that equation thing, that is also very true. You know, make sure you are going to be looking for the things that are important for you. I can't define what's important for anybody. You know, um, somebody, a huge salary is far more important than, you know, good health insurance or, you know, more time off. You know, for me, it's different. So that's what I say to people is know what you're looking for. And, you know, to the best of your abilities, look for that and seek for that. I love that. I love that. Well, y'all, thank you again um, for hanging out with us this morning. Jason, thank you. Um, this was a blast. 30 minutes flies by. There were topics we didn't get to. So, um, so again, thank you so much. Um, anybody? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah, we, we have a full house uh, in, in, in the Destin household. Uh, y'all, listen, it's been an amazing year. Um, uh, have a wonderful, safe holiday season. Um, you know, and, and I'll see y'all next year again. The, the, I wouldn't have been able to have the success this year if it wasn't for you folks like Jason, Krista Mars, Alicia, everybody who tuned in. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. And um, y'all have a great uh, rest of December and I'll see y'all next year. Thanks, Jason. See you later. Bye. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdesson on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.